0: to me it feels just kind of like a a rough demo of we're going to try and sing this song together. Um, But I don't get a lot of deep emotion from Peter or Kate on their version. Uh, The Roy Harper version feels kind of, it's a, it's a proper folk song. It's a proper British country song. It's, Mm -hmm. it's someone telling a personal story and it, it, does all fit together for me. Um, I I really don't feel like it works as a duet.
1: Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I'm Cecily Link, and this week we're finishing up the Lionheart era with a song that was only ever done for the Christmas special. Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush singing on a song called Another Day, originally by Roy Harper. The the sun has gone another day. She offers me Tibetan tea on a flower tray. She's at the door, she wants to scold. song this week is somebody who hasn't been up here to record an episode with me since October last year.
0: Has it really been that long?
1: Yes, it has, because the last time you talked with me was on Room for the Life, and that was in October. Oh, wow. It was right before I released this project and went, oh my goodness, I have a big task ahead
0: of me. (laughs) It's okay. It's just going to consume the next uh, years of your life.
1: Only maybe two or three years, but anyway... Who are we talking with here?
0: Hello, this is Andrew Lank, her husband.
1: Of course! And resident Peter Gabriel fan!
0: Well, you like Peter Gabriel too, but yes. yes, I do. Of course, yes. I very much do like Peter Gabriel's music. We were just talking about Peter Gabriel versus Phil Collins versus um, whoever the lead singer of Red 7 is uh, just the last couple days.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, Red 7. The reason we were talking about Red 7 is because we watched the movie, rewatched, I should say. We rewatched the movie Manhunter. And the last song that plays in the movie over the ending credits was by a group named Red Seven. And you and I both looked at each other like, is this Peter Gabriel? What is this? Because it sounded so much like him, but well, no, it wasn't. Well, oh
0: yeah, the, the, the lead singer's voice runs that exact line halfway between phil collins and peter gabriel where i absolutely could not tell that it was like is, that, is this one of them is this both of them It's it really felt like something that could have been a genesis outtake so
1: of course it was produced by mike rutherford who did produce for and uh was a part of genesis
0: that explains a Which lot explains
1: it So today we're going to be talking about a song that, uh, well, Peter Gabriel didn't write it. Kate Bush didn't write it. It was written by an English folk artist named Roy Harper, who honestly I only know of because he, he and Kate the Bush... Version of this song. <laughs> we'll get into that but then it's, so Roy Harper I had to look up who this guy was because I've only ever heard of him because he collaborated with Kate and obviously he wrote the song that uh he he's basically an English folk musician he's been going since the mid-60s and he wrote the song that Kate and Peter sang for her Christmas special
0: so tell me more about that Christmas special I might have missed it in the intervening episodes but um, when did this special happen? Um, why is it, uh, why is it that there, there was a collaboration between Kate and Peter on this special? Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it in the notes, and I don't remember much about the special itself.
1: Okay, um, well, the special was shown on December twenty eighth, nineteen seventy nine, and it was an hour long. TV special of Kate performing her songs either at the piano in the case of December Will Be Magic again, and also like outright performing a lot of her other songs like Violin, The Wedding List, Egypt, and also Rantan Waltz. And actually, those last couple songs that I mentioned are going to be on Never Forever. Uh, although in the case of Rantan Waltz, that was a B-side. Um, this was something she did for TV, um, presumably after the tour of life was done. And it was just a, another way of her performing for a live audience. In this case, it, uh, something in a studio, and then they put it all together, and then they show it for a, a Christmas special. Uh, which, yeah, Christmas specials are, some, are a thing that we don't really have as much of. In the United States. And certainly watching this Christmas special. We've got a song where she's wandering around as a murderous bride. In the wedding list. (laughs) And then she's playing pretty piano music with December Will Be Magic Again. Um, And then doing this song with Peter Gabriel. Like none of the songs have anything to do with Christmas. Except for December Will Be Magic Again. It's just they decided to show this for Christmas. But, I mean, Christmas specials aren't too much of a thing here. And if they are, it is strictly about Christmas, like the Lady Gaga Christmas special that we watched a couple years ago, for example. Um, so this was supposed to be something that I guess she 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 put this together as a way of showing her music for a TV audience, like people who might not have gone to the Tour of Life. In um, Under the Ivy... Uh, the biography by Graham Thompson, he doesn't speak very favorably about this television special. Um, he says, The television special was an odd construct. Clearly intended to mark a progression from the tour, it's likely that embroiled as she was in the early stages of Never Forever, Bush was never quite able to give it the time and devotion it required. Stuart Avon Arnold, again paired with Gary Hurst, as one of Bush's dance partners. And they were also the two guys that danced with her for her tour. Uh can't remember a single thing about making it. Kate ended up Clearly as really an
0: important
1: Yeah, it's like part this is so careers. important and <laughs> we can't remember anything. Uh Kate ended up as more of a scrawled footnote to the tour of life than a next chapter. Broadcast on December twenty eighth, the show featured revised versions of them heavy people, the man with a child in his eyes, Symphony in Blue, and Don't Put Your Foot on the Heartbreak, as well as new material.
0: So the special was just called Kate.
1: Yeah. I just I call it the Kate Bush Christmas special.
0: But it was just Kate.
1: Yeah, it was just called Kate. In fact in the beginning it's oh the beginning credits are so so seventies. <laughs> With the show and like her her hand comes on screen and a glittery thing going Kate <laughs> Very theatrical. A mixture of pre filmed sequences, dramatic in studio set pieces and a handful of straight at the piano, musical performances. Some of the footage admittedly was marvelous. Much of the rest, however, ended up looking cheap and rather silly. Still, it's worth watching for two unforgettable, never-to-be-repeated moments. Bush sang Another Day, Roy Harper's beautiful song of domestic fracture, as a moving duet with Peter Gabriel, heralded, inevitably, as the angel Gabriel, who later reappeared to perform an equally stunning solo version of his own Here Comes the Flood, in the book it says Lost in the Flood, but it's actually Here Comes the Flood, which rather stole the show. Again, Bush said nothing to the audience throughout. This time, however, the suspension of disbelief was a little harder to hold. Because her whole thing when performing was that she wouldn't address the audience. Instead, she wouldn't, she isn't one of those people who would come out going, like, Hey, yo, how you doing? Instead, it's, I am putting on a show. I am playing a character. It's very theatrical,
0: of course. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what Graham Thompson had to say about this song and also just the overall impression of the special we were talking about that was the only time they ever did this song so it was just i get the impression it was just done to show her off for a bigger audience in this case a tv watching audience
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, people that are sitting around they're done opening the presents and they turn on the tv hey what's on the tv oh hey there's kate bush on tv woohoo This was something only ever done for the Christmas special and it's to me it's notable for the fact that this was the first time that people got to actually see Kate and Peter performing together they did perform prior to this on her tour of life they did a special um, benefit concert for Bill Duffield, who was the lighting engineer who died the day before the tour was supposed to start. And they knew each other. Kate and Peter knew each other because they both used this same guy, Bill Duffield, as their lighting engineer. And so they happened to be kind of in the same circles. And they did... uh, They performed I Don't Remember. No, actually, I do remember. I Don't Remember. They did I Don't Remember. And the woman with the child in her eyes, Let It Be, and Them Heavy People during this special show. And actually, I remember talking about their version of Them Heavy People in the episode and all that. Uh, So they had performed together before, but that was in concert and it was never televised. This collaboration between them is notable for me because it was the first time that TV audiences and therefore a wider group of people got to see them performing together and i know that he plays played such a big part in her musical evolution especially for the album that's going to be coming up never forever that's that's the reason this song is notable to me i mean she didn't write it neither one of them did it's a cover so when you're looking at a song that she didn't write you're not really looking into her so much as a writer because she didn't write those lyrics it's more about her interpretation of this other person's lyrics, it's especially like uh, the song we did la- I did last week with Zoe for The Magician. That was one she didn't write. It was Marie Jarre and Paul Webster. And in this case, it was Roy Harper who originally wrote this song. So this this song first appeared on Roy's album Flat, Baroque, and Berserk in 1970. I love that title. It was recorded in September 1969 at Abbey Road Studios, the famous Abbey Road Studios. And it's pretty simple, his original version. It's, It's a dude and a guitar, pretty much. The kettle's on. The sun has gone Another
0: day She offers me Tibetan tea
1: On a flower tray. She's at the door She wants to score She dearly needs to say I loved you a long time ago, you know Where the winds on forget-me-nots blow But I just couldn't let myself go Not knowing what
0: on earth there was to know
1: But I wish that I had cause I'm feeling so sad But I never had one of your children I mean, you were listening to a little bit before this episode. What did you think of the original version?
0: It's the best version. Okay. I I I I'm sorry to come on a Kate Bush podcast and not say that she did the greatest version but it the Roy Harper Harper version I I feel is it's 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 what it's supposed to be it's it's him telling a story about a failing relationship and it's his story and it fits his voice and it fits his storytelling it fits his music um I like the Kate Bush Peter Gabriel version, but to me it feels. Um, have, have they recorded "Don't Give Up" yet? At this point?
1: Oh no, "Don't Give Up" didn't happen until mid '80s.
0: All right. Well, I mean, right around Hounds of Love. I'm glad that this exists because I feel like, I, I feel like that without this, maybe "Don't Give Up" wouldn't exist because it's, yeah, it's a collaboration between them. It's a similarly emotional song. Um, their singing styles are somewhat similar on on the two, but to me it feels just kind of like a a rough demo of we're going to try and sing this song together. Um, But I don't get a lot of deep emotion from Peter or Kate on their version. Uh, The Roy Harper version feels kind of, it, it, it's a it's a proper folk song it's a proper british country song it's mm-hmm. it's someone telling a personal story and it does all fit together for me um i i really don't feel like it works as a duet i think that's actually probably the main thing mm. is as i think back to listening to it several times a, a little you know in the last hour um I really just don't feel like it works as a duet. I I, I think it's a a single person's story. Yeah.
1: The the kettle's on, the sun is gone another day. She offers me Tibetan tea on a flower tray. She's at the door. She wants to score. She dearly needs to say, I loved you a long time ago, you know, where the wind zone forget me nots blow. I love that line. I mean, Kate may not have written this song, but I like that line. But I just couldn't let myself go, not knowing what on earth there was to know. But I wish I had, because I'm feeling so sad that I never had one of your children. Like, there's a lot of regret in this song. Like, it feels like it's it's two people that, like, kind of wanted to, to do particular things and it just never did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe the singer is acknowledging that, yeah, things could have been different, but their relationship is so fractured that, that by the end... And at the door we can't say more than just another day and without a sound I turn and walk away. It's like we know that something bad has happened, but we're we just we're too far along. We can't do anything about it.
0: It's feels very personal like that and i think splitting it up into a duet i don't really see a clear character break in the lyrics
1: that is true i kind of wondered that too when when i was listening and looking at the lyrics like okay where's where's the girl supposed to be where's the guy yeah i
0: mean the you know i wish that i had because i need you so bad i should have had one of your children is about the only one that easily translates to being the woman singing and even that even even there
1: that could also be the guy saying yeah, it, it
0: could be him saying i wish i had been the father of one of your yeah. children as a individual's sad song i respect the song i i don't i don't know that i love it but I respect it. Mm -hmm. But as a duet, it feels just the, the breaking up of the lyrics between two different singers and trying to make the, the lyrics about a man and a woman instead of just the man's thoughts. I I think it's one of those rare cases where it just, it needs to stay completely personal and be one person.
1: Okay. I can see that. I
0: I mean, I enjoy their singing together on it. I I do. I just think it, it's not as good.
1: (laughs) I do wonder what made her want to do this song.
0: Yeah, that that would be interesting.
1: Because she's never... Kate has never said anything about this song, like, why she picked it. Like, of all Roy Harper songs, and I I looked at his Wikipedia page, looking up stuff for this episode, like, looking up more about him, he's been very prolific. (laughs) Like, why this one? Is it... I mean, it feels like such... It also feels like such a mature... Not just. Now, I mean, Kate's music, up to this point, she has talked about very, like, like you're like, wow, you have a lot of insight for being a 20-year-old. But this just, this feels like something like, um, that, that would, has more gravitas from somebody who's a little bit older, I guess. I really wish I knew why she chose to do this song. I really do. But, you know, Kate has never spoken about it. Peter's never spoken about it. And um, In fact, they were, it was thought about being released as a single I mean obviously they recorded a studio version of it because what's playing in the Christmas special that's not them singing live they're lip syncing it like there's no way that that is sung live because you get all the stacks of vocals behind her as he's getting kind of loud on the 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 verse about the I must take her and I must make her while the dove domains and feel the juices run as she flies like there's no way you can do that kind of stuff live uh, at least at the time you couldn't, um, <laughs> but they it was just never officially released, and the only way you could hear it was on the Christmas special.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just I wonder why did she choose this song? We will never
0: know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's it's fun to wonder, but we won't know because, like you said, the the dancers who ha- helped her with this special don't even remember most of the work they did on the special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so you've never been able to dig up anything about like Peter Gabriel being asked about the song or nope. um, or, or the original artist being asked about it in kind in context of Kate Sink covering it.
1: Um, no, I mean, she did end up working with Roy Harper on other songs that we will I'll get to talk about um, in the Never Forever season. I'll get to talk about. Kate singing on one of Roy Harper's songs with David Gilmour. I mean, the guy who discovered her. Mm-hmm. I'll get to talk about that one. And then there's one later on. It's a song called once and that's going to go in with the uh, central world season. Cause she did that in 1990.
0: Um, what was the chart performance of this song at the time?
1: I, it was never it was never released as a single. So there's no chart performance of it.
0: That is very,
1: it's always been a, an album track. However, when I dug up stuff about Roy Harper doing this song live, it seems to be pretty well known among other fans. Like, in fact, Roy Harper has even said that he considers this his one of his best love songs. Okay, I so, mean, maybe that's
0: ultimately what it is: is that Roy Harper uh, <laughs> likes this song a lot, and that he and Kate were friends, or you know, business, you know. Me- business or music writing associates and just through those contacts she wanted to cover this one i mean i could be. i really wish that we could know the the true reason but i think that's one of those ones mm-hmm. that's just going to be lost forever unless you somehow manage to interview kate bush
1: Oh, and that would absolutely be awesome. It would be really awesome if Kate Bush knew about this project. Well, if
0: anybody <laughs> out there knows Kate Bush and wants to put you in contact.
1: You can find me. You can either email me KBcast at linkmedia.com, KBcast.linkmedia.com for my web for my website, or if she's on Facebook, maybe she's on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Kate Bush Podcast. Or she could even tweet at me. Manage make a tweet at me at Strange Kate so it would be awesome. Um I mean i I'm with you, this isn't for me, this isn't a favorite. I mean, you know, I kind of had to listen to this a couple times. Like, how does this one go? Because it, right. it, it's not a favorite. I mean, she didn't write it, so it doesn't really stick out to me. Um, I
0: mean, I'll take it over the Elizabeth Fraser version.
1: Okay, so. Yeah, so Roy Harper, obviously, he was the one that originally did the song, and then Kate and Peter. Then there's a version by This Mortal Coil featuring Elizabeth Fraser of the Cocteau Twins, who I know of from listening to Flashback Alternatives. They played a lot of Cocteau Twins. Um, and also we know her because she sang on Teardrop by Massive Attack. So what do you think of her version?
0: Um, I don't hate it. Um I, I wouldn't mind having it on in the background, but it's very much kind of a electronic pretty vocals over music <coughs> background track to me. It's like very listening much. to uh like Sleep Thief for Enigma or something like that. I I mean I don't I, I don't dislike it, but I'm probably never going to seek it out again. pretty voice over electronics and i feel like i feel like the lyrics are treated less as a, a story than as just syllables to be sung as, over the music and be part of the music and that's the whole reason i prefer the original roy harper version is that this is, I feel, a folk song, a country song, a story song, and it needs to be somebody who has an emotion about the story, say, telling the story. Um, and I don't know that it should just be used as art.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and part of um, part of the Cocto Twins sound was Elizabeth Frazier singing random syllables over music, kind of in a, I guess, trying to do, like, um, something called mouth music, where you're just doing random syllables, and it's more about, like, the melodies and the sound of the voice rather than what they're, what that person is actually saying, like, having intelligible lyrics. And I, I guess that's what she was trying to do in that version of, Roy- of Another Day, but I'm with you... It's just it's background music to me. it's pretty, but you don't it it's much less of a story song, and I feel like this for this kind of style of lyrics, you want to be able to understand all the lyrics, yeah, it's just very sad
0: mm-hmm.
1: it really is, and like listening to to peter and and Kate singing this like it it's it's interesting also for me just to hear like her voice to me feels like it's evolving a little bit she's starting to sound a little bit like more like how she sounds on never forever and she was working on that at the time that this was done so it makes sense yeah it's a very sad, ah, very sad song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: do i have to play you happier music to cheer you up after this
1: Nah, I'll go downstairs and eat some chocolate, and I'll be good.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm looking for more to say, darling. Me too! But, but, but the fact <laughs> is that it's, it's not a bad song. It's no, just, it's it, not. It just doesn't leave me with a huge impression. Um...
1: Um, I have no personal, I'm going to be wrong. I have no personal connection to this song, really. I went, when I looked up stuff, extra songs that she did during, like, kind of this, this era, 1979 to 1980, this song came up with, oh yeah, and so I have to add it to the list because she, she sang on it, but I personally don't have mm, personal connection to this.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, we could dig into the lyrics line by line, but... A it's a story song. So I don't I don't think that's 100% necessary. And B it's not by Kate.
1: Exactly. So
0: I mean we would just be trying to do like a a third degree of separation psychological <laughs> yeah. analysis of so 50 years later why did Kate choose this song to sing when this lyric was written by Yeah.
1: Because you're not, like I said earlier, you're not looking in... We're not looking into this song as... Kate is a lyricist because she didn't write it. It's more about her performance.
0: Yeah. And her performance is fine. Peter Gabriel's per- performance is fine. Watching the video, I...
1: Now, I feel like the, vi- the way they performed it on the Christmas special fit the song really well. I felt like it it fit, like, the whole oh, we got a couple, they've been together a while and they're both like in their own separate areas and that's why they're not even facing each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, that is definitely true. It, it's, um, it's a nice interpretation of the song. Just watching it, I just keep going back to the why are two people singing this? I I feel like it would have been better as...
1: You know, I, actually, it might have even been better with just her singing on it. Yeah, just because... one of them
0: singing on it, and the other one mm-hmm. sitting there being distant. I feel like would have been a better song. Okay. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say, and we probably need to cut out all of my mumbling and hard to say and blah blah blahing. It's just whatever.
1: This is probably. I knew this was probably going to be a shorter episode because there's not really a whole lot about this song, really. Yeah. I mean, she herself hasn't said anything. Peter hasn't said anything. I went and looked on uh, different biographies about him, and like there's barely a mention of this.
0: Yeah, I feel like this was something that happened and maybe was a gateway to further collaboration later, but...
1: That's is... about all I can really say of this song, is that, oh, this was the beginning of, the, of Kate and Peter working together, and then Kate working with Roy Harper... Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I think as a, as a gateway, it, it, it deserves to be remembered uh, as, as a piece of visual art. It is interesting to see them sitting across the table from each other and to have the picture frame television playing out some sort of acting. Um, but I, it, it wasn't even like acting out the motions of the song. It, it was mostly them still just being at the table, being more animated. Well I feel like
1: the the with the, the the stuff going on in the little frame was supposed to be like their memories. Yeah. As they they're you know, like, as they're remembering how how their relationship got torn apart. Mm-hmm. Now at the very end where she said, you know, and I turn and walk away, in that little picture frame, she visit, Kate does turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like it's more like in the picture frame, they're just—it's them remembering, and as their relationship falls apart.
0: Yeah, and and I don't know—the video just kind of leaves me cold. <laughs> it leaves me just with this this sad impression that neither one of them is going to make the effort to repair their relationship, but they're also not going to get up the guts to end it. They're yeah. just gonna keep sitting there and being cold. And I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> I believe in reconciliation or action. If you can't, if you can't have reconciliation, then there should be positive action in another direction. And just sitting there, coldly staring off into the distance, ignoring each other as the, you sp- sing this split-up song in a way that shouldn't have been split. Mm-hmm. It's just sad.
1: It is. But it was it was the start of Kate and Peter working together on a more regular basis.
0: Oh, absolutely! And I will I will and watch I and listen to Don't Give Up a mm-hmm. hundred times before I listen to this one again.
1: Right. Well, and I especially can't wait to talk about Games Without Frontiers, No Self Control, and all that for the next season. Hey, I love this. um i guess so uh, we finished it's been another episode all done
0: why am i even sitting across from you i because should be staring into the distance
1: no way we're supposed to talk about the song and we already did <laughs>
0: but i shouldn't even talk i don't i don't even have the emotional weight to talk to you about this problem anymore
1: not even um, if i make you tibetan tea on a flower tray
0: I'm not even going to drink the tea. There's nothing left at all.
1: Oh. Well, now I'm feeling so sad. And really, my here. I can't see what we fear.
0: Whatever. I can't even get up enough emotion to walk out right
1: now. <laughs> Me neither. I'm just going to sit here. Anyway. <laughs> so, So, yeah, the beginning of Kate and Peter working together... Which is going to show up Not every
0: collaboration begins with a bang. Sometimes you start with a whimper.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all got to start somewhere. So, yeah, he's going to show... His influence definitely shows up on Never Forever. And I cannot wait to start digging into that album. (laughs) So this here concludes the Lionheart season. I'm done with all the album tracks. I talked about The Magician, super, super rare song that, like this song, has never been released in any kind of capacity, but these days can be found on YouTube because, this is 2018.
0: Ah, uh, but, but remember, the movie still can't be However, found.
1: However, yeah, the movie <laughs> The Magician of Lublin's like, it's like trying hey, I, to find well, a needle I, in a haystack. We're going to
0: put it out right now. If any of uh, you... Know kate fans out there have a vhs copy of the magician of lublin and can
1: yes because i tried to find a version before i recorded the episode with zoe and I, yeah ended up. i don't know that
0: it. we'd be willing to pay a lot for it but I at least no. cover shipping because i am curious to see I know. this i, and see I this. could not find it anywhere we tried Mm -hmm. rare movie stores we tried ebay we tried youtube we searched every corner of the interwebs and i could not find this movie in physical or digital form other than like a little five minute clips here and there so uh, yeah
1: maybe if you have a copy let me know kbcast at linkmedia.com we'd be curious to see this and However, for this one, though, for another day, you can find the footage of them performing this on YouTube. Yeah, here goes another episode, another season done. I can't believe, wait, I'm not even, a, actually, it was about a year ago at this time, because we're recording this on Memorial Day here in the U.S. It's the last Monday of the month, the last Monday of May, and a year ago at this time, I think, was when I came up with the, the idea for this project. Pretty much. And I'm already done with the second season. I'm going to be starting a third season, so yay! Speaking of which, for uh, the next season we have coming up is all about Never Forever. I've already recorded one episode. I've recorded an episode on a Blow Away for Bill, the third song. However, I am looking for people who would like to talk about any of the Never Forever songs, including the album tracks, as well as the B-sides. So... If you are a fan of any of the Never Forever album songs, as well as the B-sides, such as The Empty Bull Ring, Rantan Waltz, Passing Through Air, December Will Be Magic Again, Warm and Soothing, Kidnapped on a Building Site, You, the song that she did with Roy Harper and David Gilmore, and also Flowers, which was the song that she sang with Zane Griff, in 1982, right before The Dreaming was released. If you're a fan of any of those songs, please get in contact with me. I'm going to start recording episodes next month because I don't have students. I have a lot more time on my hands to record stuff and talk with people about Kate. You can find me either on Twitter at StrangeKateCast. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. And also kbcast at linkmedia.com. That's link with the knee. I'm and she did not, you.
0: yeah. And Cecily did not forget uh, about no self control as a B side. Of course, I've just already called dibs on that because oh, yeah. it's a Peter Gabriel track.
1: You are basically my Peter. Ga- You're my resident Peter Gabriel person. Well, if anyone else loves the Peter Gabriel
0: yeah. tracks, they're welcome to send in voice memos, or uh, if they really want to schedule a phone call, I'm sure we'd be happy to have them uh, add their commentary. Yep. But I'm more than willing to talk about the Peter Gabriel ones, even the ones that are emotional and depressing (laughs)
1: like this one (laughs) anyway so that's what we're going on that i'm gonna be taking a break of a couple weeks while i record stuff because i like having at least several episodes in the can before i go hey let's go release this stuff so i want to make sure this is nice and consistent well thank you very much honey for coming up here and talking about music with me
0: happy to do that
1: yay even on a very very sad song like this one
0: how can I be sad when I'm talking to you
1: aww same here I love you oh my goodness anyway well thank you all so much for listening and we will see everybody next time for the start of Never Forever yay woohoo 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 <laughs>